Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Another week down, a week packed full of sports. Me and the guys are back. The Shooter Shoot Show. Your boy DC, your boy Joe Hawks, Chilla. We in the building today. How you guys feeling today? Excellent. I finally got some real alcohol over here. Real, well, kind of. Real alcohol. What are you drinking? <laughs> Uh, six dollar tequila. <laughs> well, what is that? Give give us a name, cause I don't think I've ever drank tequila for, for six dollars. What what are you drinking on? Uh, what, hold on, right Hold on, hold on. I don't even know the name of it. See, that's bad. You can put anything in your body. The shit is called. <laughs> the shit is called Margaritaville. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. I, I don't know about that. That that's that's a that's a hard pass for me. That sounds like a headache. <laughs> But but chill is on oh, alcohol. Is. I had it the other day, and it was a straight headache. Yeah, chill is on alcohol today. So we 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 back, Joe. <laughs> how you feeling, man? I'm solid. I'm solid. You drink drinking on anything special today? After all these, it's uh. I'm just finishing up a red stripe right now. Nice. It's uh, pretty much the uh, the drink of choice for the day. Taking it to the heart of Jamaica, baby. All right, all right, fellas. So, and, and hold on, hold on, hold on now, hold on now. With with that being said, are you drinking anything special? Because oh, it yeah. is your special day. I'd like a drum roll, please. Everybody, wish my boy DC a happy twenty first birthday. Twenty fifth. I I can finally rent cars now. Ah, got you. All right, twenty fifth. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I'm drinking on a Coke and whiskey currently. Uh, uh, no Niners That sounds game good. Today. So I've just been sitting back. That's because that's y'all already handled business on Thursday, right? Handle business on Thursday. So I've just been sitting back straight DFS. I would have had a very lucrative DFS day if it wasn't for that damn Miami game. I had some shares of that game. But I had no idea that that was going to happen. 70 to 20? No idea. Mostert, four touchdowns. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. I had Tua in a lot of places. I skipped out on... I mean, I had Hill in like maybe like 5% exposure. But I needed those Miami running backs to even be effective. Other than that, it would have been a great day. But that's just my luck with DFS, man. Just, it just... I don't know, man. I just have I don't have the greatest of luck in DFS. I, I, I can turn a profit, but not much because of stuff like that. But I digress. Let's not start off with too much football. We got some basketball news to take care of. Chill. I'll let you. I'll let you intro the the, the first topic. Okay, let's see if we can talk about this. Huh? I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if we can call this a beef. But Gilbert Arenas blasting Hakeem Olajuwon for charging so much money for his workout sessions. For saying that they don't even work in today's NBA. What do we think? I think he charges $50,000. Do you guys think he charges too much? Or are those, let's just start by saying, are those moves that he used to do back in the day even effective? Joe, I'll let you handle this one first. It must be it must be relevant to today if uh, if Giannis is working out with him. 
Mm. That's all I'm gonna say because Gian- mm. Giannis has been Giannis has actually been working out with Hakeem Olajuwon, and if I'm not mistaken, Giannis is one of the top five players in all of basketball, if, if I remember correctly. So apparently, mm. it, the 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 Akeem, working out with Hakeem Olajuwon still carries uh, carries weight in uh, today's NBA. It may, it may it may sound bad to, uh, to uh, Gilda Arenas that Hakeem Olajuwon uh, is charging fifty thousand dollars for a workout session, but again. Why? Why? Why would Kim Olajuwon uh, charge anything less? I mean, the guy's a two-time, Hall, uh, two-time uh, NBA champion. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest players of all time. And if guys want to continue to come down there and work and come down to his uh, to his uh, camp down in uh, down in Texas, we want to work out with him to still uh, patent some moves. Why not? What What does what Gilbert Arenas? You know, why, why does he feel like he's an authority that needs to say that it's a it's a it's 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 a sham or it doesn't even it shouldn't even you shouldn't have to pay that much to go and work out with him? The elites go and work out with him. Kobe Bryant worked out with Akeem Olajuwon, LeBron James, Dwight Howard, uh, Dwayne Wade. A, a lot of these guys have gone down and worked with Akeem. And if I'm not mistaken, a lot of those guys are the guys I just mentioned are most likely Carmelo in the Hall of Fame. So. Carmelo Anthony is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, so so if it, the, the, the what sounds like from uh, Gilbert Arenas is that he wasn't invited to uh, to go to the game uh, to, to to be working working out. I mean, it just sounds like to me it's just it's a, it's a little it's a little bit to do, uh, too much to do about nothing because again, a guy like Giannis who's who's uh, who's 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 a Defensive Player of the Year award winner, an NBA champ. Wants to continue to get uh, to be greater. Why not? Why not go down and uh, can, and hone your craft uh, with one of the greatest players that's ever ever lived? You know, I, I totally agree. I just wonder what's everything that he's teaching. Uh, I don't think he's teaching them to dream shake. I haven't seen that uh, used in, a, in in quite a while. But you know, as you mentioned earlier in, pre- in previous group chats, Joe, maybe he's teaching him a lot about defense because people forget how good he was on defense as well. Um, he's he's one of the few players to only win. He's one of the few players to win DPOY and an NBA title, NBA finals, uh, MV, a league MVP. He's one, he's one of the few guys to, to accomplish that feat along with the Giannis Antetokounmpo, Michael Jordan. I mean, so what else – like if he it, it it like to me it just sounds like Gilbert's coming from this from an offensive standpoint. Like I mentioned before, Akeem Akeem might be just it might be for real really trying to hone guys' defensive prowess uh, games. And so, I mean, fifty thousand dollars isn't just going to go and, and teach you how to do the dream shake. It's going to probably end up buying you a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of knowledge from one of the greatest players that ever lived. And we're talking about fifty thousand mm, dollars for NBA players, which is is nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, that's what about five hundred for us? You think? Yeah, probably something like that. Five hundred for us. And what? What? Hakeem? It, it's not just a defense. Hakeem had one of the best footworks in NBA in NBA history. So that's you can you could translate that type of footwork to anything, not just post work, but just anything playing defense and and moving your feet, sliding your feet, being able to understand angles and things like that. So there's a there's a lot of nuance that goes in with what Hakeem could teach you. And it's not a sky. I don't think I've ever seen Hakeem do a sky hook. He probably did. I don't know, but he's not out here because that's what what Gilbert said. Uh, nobody's using the sky hook. Nobody. He's not teaching them that. It's a lot of footwork. It's a lot of moving your feet. It's a lot of you know post work and things like that. And 
uh, Giannis, him learning that, that makes him very dangerous. He already has a pretty solid post game, but if he just learns how to use his feet and use his athleticism to his advantage, it could be very beneficial for guys like him. If Jokic were to take that, Jokic is already pretty decent at, at, at uh, post work and, and, and moving his feet and, you know, uh, being agile for a guy his size. It just it seems like it translates today's to, to today's NBA if they just take it and use it for what's what's working now. I understand why people are going there. Gilbert, he's he's six what three six two. I don't think he's qualified to to have a, a beef in this this type of conversation, in my opinion. Okay, I, I think we said our piece on that. Enough said. Yeah. If Hakeem Olajuwon wants to charge fifty fucking thousand dollars, guess what Hakeem Olajuwon is going to do? Charge fifty fucking thousand dollars. And not to attack Gilbert. And it ain't what 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 is he teaching? Like, what, I like Gilbert. What what can he? Teach? I like Gilbert. Like I you you know what? I met Gilbert one time when I was working at the Oakland Zoo. I, I was at seems, the gate. Seems like and a then funny I seen guy. him. Seems like a funny guy. But he what, was with his daughter, and I I got starstruck. I said, I just. I was like, I love, I love your game, and I was the, that wasn't what I quite wanted to say, but that's how I came out. He looked at me, laughed, and then I said, "Hey, you know what? You don't have to pay." Oh, see, you giving free passes. For and me. he just went to the hub. <laughs> mm-hmm. But 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 like I said, oh, you know what? what? What can he teach? What what is what a part? What part of his game is transcending basketball to where he can, you know, teach it to the younger generation? What does he What does he excel at? Because if you're going to hate on that, uh, what, what are you passing down? I'm, I'm pretty sure he worked out John Morant. On what? I I, I know where the joke is. <laughs> I know where the joke is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, dog. Like, come on, dog. <sighs> uh, yeah. Hey, you know, Just quick the, question. Yeah, I mean, you Yeah. Side note. Who's the most famous person y'all ever met? And what was that interaction like? I feel like I've had this mm. talk. I don't know if it was with y'all, but I met Leonardo DiCaprio. That was a very brief conversation, but it was interesting because he was just trying to act like a tell normal me, person. Tell me, tell me, tell me. He was trying to act like a normal person. He was re- We had some, the place that I worked, we had like art on the wall. And it was like uh, basically a description of the art. And he was just reading it. And I was like, hey, Leo. And he looked, but he wasn't, he didn't look like, oh, somebody noticed me. He kind of like, Slow turn. I was like, appreciate what you do, man. And he just nodded and continued to read the wall. And that was it. It was just just me and him, me, him, and I think his publicist in there. And that was it. And that was it. Okay, Joe. Uh, I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, I got like, for me, like I'm not really, I'm not really starstruck because, because mm-hmm. like I've like, because I've like covered like games and, and stuff like that. So I've like, I mean, celebrities to me, to me, for for to be honest with you, with cele- when it comes with me and celebrities, only thing, the only reason why I look at them differently is that they're on the different tax bracket than I am. Other than right. that, they put on the <laughs> in a pair of pants the same way I do. Um, I will say this though. I was in covering a Raider game one time. I was in the elevator with Marlon Wayans and Guy Fieri, which was pretty cool. Um, oh wow! And uh, at the same time, it was pretty cool. It was 
it was it was it was just an experience. It was like in one of the old in the uh, in the old elevator at the Coliseum. Uh, Marlon Wayne's real cool cat. Guy Fieri just as you know, just as as personable as you see him on TV. They were uh, really just cool cats. Just kind of joking up on the up in the elevator uh, with uh, with the ushers and whatnot. But other than that, like I've, I've come across, like I've seen like celebrities and just like. Again, the only difference between me and the you guys, you guys are in a different tax bracket. Other than that, I mean, it was cool. Like, like it's cool to run into him when you see him. It was like, oh, Kevin Hart. Uh, he's he is a sure. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I uh, I you know, same, same height as me. I mean, we're both five nine. I mean, so it's not. Again, to me, I'm not really starstruck, but like I would say, probably the like I said, the bet. The best experience of meeting celebrities probably in the uh, the elevator, uh, meeting Sean, uh, meeting Marlon Wayans and uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing for me, too. It's okay. hard to be starstruck with celebrities when a lot of them are shorter than you. I'm six feet tall. So if I'm seeing a celebrity and they like five mm-hmm. eight, it's like what I look like being like, oh, my God, it's this person. And I'm looking down at him. It's just a psychological thing for me. It's like I can't. Not many people. If it's like I seen Dwight Howard, I seen the Houston Rockets because a lot of the basketball players stay on Market Street, and I used to work on Market Street, so I would see a lot of basketball teams. So that's a little different seeing them out just walking. It's like, damn, these guys are like giants. But if you're like five eight, five seven, like people like Kevin Hart who are like five four, I can't. It's hard for me to be starstruck, and I'm like, you're like smaller than me. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me. It's right. For me, right. I mean? So yeah. So I, I I'll tell you guys. He, he probably wasn't the most famous person I've ever actually met, but I'll tell you the most fun experience I've had. Um, I was about maybe seven or eight years old. I'm sitting down with my dad. D, you probably don't wouldn't remember this place because I mean, you you you're more so from the city. But Joe, you remember Sizzler in Alameda? Yep, uh, South Shore. Yep, yep. So me and my dad was eating there or whatever. And then I looked across, and I'm a kid. I'm a Warriors fan. I don't know why. I just can remember, like, sitting in the kitchen on a little 15-inch TV just watching the Warriors when I used to come on Channel 36. And so I see Don Nelson, and he's talking to somebody who I don't know. And I'm like, Dad, that's Don Nelson. He's like, yeah. He's like, don't go bother him right now. Wait till he's done eating. Because he knew I was going to ask for an or ask for an autograph. So I asked, eventually I asked that waitress for, or my dad did one of them. I got a pen and a piece of paper. And then I go over there and I say, hey, hey, aren't you Don Nelson, the coach of the Golden State Warriors? And he says back to me, I was Don Nelson thing ever. He says, yeah, aren't you a little kid? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am. Can I have your autograph, please? And then he gave me his autograph. And I don't know why, but I just that was super memorable for me. He just signed it, put Don Nelson, and I hung it up on my wall. And I love that interaction. I, I still remember it to this day. Do you still have that memorabilia? No, nah, it's somewhere gone, man. Damn, pissed too. Hey, that's cool. That's cool. Don Nelson seemed like a cool dude to me. Speaking of Warriors, yeah. though. Speaking of Warriors. Well, you know, 
There we go. There we go. Warriors. Warriors worked. Segway like a Segway. Yes, sir. The Warriors worked out Dwight Howard. Two-day workout. Um, He flew out to L.A., worked out with Draymond and Chris Paul and DeMar DeRozan. (laughs) And the Warriors didn't end up signing him. Uh, Warriors fans, I, all internet everywhere, they were very disappointed. It seems like a lot of Warriors fans lost faith in, in the organization because they they don't seem to prioritize height. How are you guys feeling about that? Me personally, I don't seem to mind. I'll elaborate, but how do you guys feel about that? Uh, I'll go first on this one. I don't care, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's not like he was going to come in there be a game changer, all like that. Um, just because, you know, he's an offensive liability now. I don't think he can do too much on offense. And unless you just have Draymond Green type uh, defensive presence, you, you're not going to mess well in there, especially being a big man. I mean, Looney can get away with it because he still can play an absorbent amount of minutes and grab boards for us. But as far as Dwight Howard, I, I don't I don't know. He's kind of in the same range how you guys were down playing Blake Griffin a while ago. Um, I just don't see him doing anything for us. You can't have him out there with another non-shooter. So we can't put him out there with Draymond. Um, because that would, that would be the same thing as... You can. He's he's, I don't he's know, a little better than Blake. I don't, Blake just can't move. That's my issue with Blake. Blake can't can't move. He, okay, Not only he is might he be six nine. He, he can't. He move. might be better than Blake, but you you can't put him out there with a Draymond. You can't. We can't have just three shooters on a Warriors team. No, you can. You can put him out there with Draymond because he's he's a threat at the rim. The Warriors don't. You can't put a. You can't put Looney. You can't put him out there with two people who can't score. Dwight Howard can score at the rim. And theoretically, he can defend the paint. But I mean, you think he could be a scoring option, or is it just off of rebounds? I think he could be. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think he I wouldn't could be isolate him anymore. on a block at this stage of his career, but the Warriors right, do so have how a thing called he, a, score? a dunker spot. They do have that. They, they have a dunker spot in the system that they run. And he's an elite option. Yeah, I mean, still at his age for the dunker spot, so he can still sit at a certain spot and and vacate and be there for a putback or put be there for a, a, a alley oop. He he's still elite at that, and that and that's like okay. So Blake Griffin could have did that too, right? He can't jump anymore. Okay, so I I, I will agree with you with this. It would have helped to have another above-the-rim player because right now all we currently have is, what, Wiggins, Kaminga, and we can say GP as well. I can't really name anybody else that's going above the rim for the Warriors or that plays above the rim. Yeah, don't don't, don't so get thinking. I don't think they needed Dwight, but it wasn't like uh-huh. adding him was going against the Warriors' philosophy. I don't. I don't. What but, I, don't I mean, I think honestly, why the Warriors fans, some Warriors fans, were so upset that they didn't sign him. I don't think it. It was a deal breaker. They have enough to win right now. Adding him would just be insurance. But it's not like, oh, we didn't add Dwight. Now we're doomed. Yeah, and plus, I think you know a lot of it has to deal with what Dre, what Steph, what those guys have to say. And I don't think they. They obviously didn't vouch for him hard enough. 
Yeah, I think that that had something to do with it too. What do you think, Joe? So if they if they would have vowed from hard enough, he would have made it. I honestly, I don't think I don't think the Warriors passing up on uh, signing Dwight Howard really means anything. To to be honest with you, I think really the reason why fans are upset is because. Yeah, they didn't. They like it. Part of it could be that they they don't prioritize. They're not prioritize, or they feel like the organization isn't prioritizing height. The other part is is that when you, I think they just wanted just to sign Dwight Howard just for the name itself, right? Just to say that he's on the roster. Because I mean, let, let's be real about it. Like Dwight Howard, if he were to have come in, if they were to have signed uh, him to the uh, to the squad. I mean, my my expectation for him would have been to be able to lead the league uh, uh, with rebounds coming off the bench, right. you know, something like that. Because I mean, anything else that he give you for offensively would have been a bonus. I mean, if he's uh, if he's around the rim, he's able to get putbacks and dunks. That would have been great. But uh, I just think at this point, the Warriors feel like that whatever they saw in the, in the workout, that they just did not feel that he would be a benefit for the team this year. I mean, so I would not. Uh, so I'm not upset that they didn't sign him. Um, it did sound good that maybe they were, you know, the the idea of Dwight Howard signing with the Warriors got everyone up uh, 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 excited. But at the end of the day, I think the Warriors uh, feel that they have enough in place um, on the roster right now. Maybe a player, maybe there's somebody down the road they're looking at that could probably fill that uh, fill fill that uh, void um, if there if it happens to be one in the regular season. Um, for some more height, but I think right now the Warriors just feel like they're in the right spot with the team that they have, that they're going to go into the training camp, that they have enough to uh, really compete for another championship because as long as you have the, the, the core guys in place, you're always going to be uh, viable to not only get in the playoffs, but really do some damage and, uh, and, and win a championship. Yeah, and I think I would much rather have – a six eight six nine wing than a six eleven six ten center for this team because the Warriors yeah plus the like thing like it wouldn't make sense runner. having yeah it, it wouldn't make sense having him and Looney come off the bench and Sark and and Trace Trace Jackson Davis like yeah. you have bigs the Warriors have so, bigs so you so so wait 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 so when you say having both Looney and and Dwight coming off the bench. So you're assuming that, that Chris Paul is starting. Yeah. If he's that what you're saying? He's only going yeah. to start for so the first I, five I, minutes. I have, to, I have to see I have to see that. Yeah, I have to see that to believe it. Because I still don't I'm still I'm still trying to figure out why would they even start Chris Paul? But that's just me. Because okay, cool, I cool, honestly cool, would cool, blow cool. I will the reason why I, no, 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 I'm just gonna say this and then we can just uh, and we'll just uh-huh. put it put it back. I just think that Chris Paul will be a better six man of the year candidate coming off the bench. Oh, I do too. Start. I that's do too for this team. But I just think he's. Can we put a pack of beer on it? Can we that start with a pack of beer? Well, yeah. he's going to start. He's going to probably. Yeah, I mean, no, no I'm not going to take that back because he's going to probably. He probably will start, but me personally, I just don't think he should start. No, and That's I agree my with whole you. Thing. I agree. I totally agree with you, Joe. I totally agree with you. Okay, I could. Put he's going to most likely start, this. but I don't agree that they should start. I'll put a pack of beer on this. He he'll start. But I don't think he'll start more than the first ten games of the season. I think they'll switch the lineup before the tenth game. Okay. Well, it depends on it depends on how the depends on that first how that first ten game go because they they make they could go undefeated the first ten games. You never know. Yeah. I know. You, okay. You know. So we put. And, 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 and I mean, I'm just saying. So. 
So you think? So I'm not bigger, bigger? I, like he's going. He's going to start. He'll start though. He will start. He will start the season for think. sure. They. I think they have to do that just for his ego, and just for just kind of segueing into the next phase of his career and trying to keep the morale. Because the let's be honest, the Warriors' morale in the locker room is at a fragile spot. So you got kind of had to tread lightly. So I see him. Well, starting. don't you think it'll have, hurt what has Chris, even more if if they demote him to the bench? If they no, I don't think it should. It, it wouldn't because it, I mean Chris Paul realizes that he's coming on. To, he's trying to win a ring, and honestly, right. he should be he should be willing to do whatever it but, takes to, to 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 fit in to to that goal. And if it's for him to, that they feel that it's better for him to call, come off the bench and lead the second unit. Then that should be his role. It shouldn't be like okay, eagles. Eagles uh, aside, it should. But don't forget, he's best friend. He's one of Carmelo Anthony's best friends. And as we see what happened with Carmelo Anthony, I think no, I mean, sure now, that's a feather flock together. If the Warriors start the season five and five with him as a starter, and they put him on the bench and start Looney. I can't see him having a problem with that, especially if the, if they're five and five because teams just pack the paint on them because their biggest person was six eight or six seven and 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 Andrew Wiggins. So and, yeah, man. You know, so yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah. So I I I, I see him we'll starting see. the season, so, but I don't so, see so. them ending. Ending uh, 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 a 10-game span with him on, on, as a starter if they're not doing well. And even so when D, he does start, are we he's taking only going to five, five minutes or five, the first five minutes of the game. No more than that. And he's, he's the first okay. sub out. Okay, cool. Are we taking a bet? What's the bet? You said 10 games. Yeah. Okay. You want, you want to bet the pack of beer for 10 games? That he starts the first ten more than ten games, the first ten games. Yeah, sure. I don't okay, think, I don't think they make it. Or, or you're saying, are you saying? Wait, wait, you saying that he's starting the first ten games, or he's going to start at least ten games? Uh, yeah. D saying that because if he, he's only going to start for ten games. No, I'm not saying or that. He I'm can't see it lasting more than ten games. Lasting more than ten games. The first ten, first ten games. He's not starting more than the first ten games. He'll no. start more than ten games just because okay. the Warriors gonna on are gonna rest a lot of games. Okay, so 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 if he starts eleven games consecutively, not barring an injury, right? I get a pack of beer. Right. Okay, got it. Right. Okay. All right. Say Sounds less. Good. Say less. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna give me a Zima. I don't know what that is, but. Uh, you probably not getting that, buddy, because Kirk gonna have to switch that up quick. Uh, he's gonna have to switch <laughs> that up quick. But <laughs> moving on, we 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 gonna move on to the uh, football week. Uh, it was a very interesting week. Uh, we could start Niners. Niners beat the uh, New York Giants on Thursday night football. Brock Purdy, he threw for three ten. And two touchdowns. It's his customary two touchdowns. Career high, career high, three hundred and ten yards. And that's what's so interesting to me yards. is it was a career high. <laughs> he threw first his his two touchdowns. His QBR was high, one eleven, and yet to me that was probably the worst I've ever seen him look. 
it was probably the worst I've ever seen him look. I'm not going to lie. He he threw a lot of 50-50 balls. He threw off his back foot, fading away a lot. And yet, he threw for 310. What? How should me as a Niners fan feel? Should I be optimistic? Like, oh my God, this guy, even when he looks bad, he, he does good? Or should I be like, this is concerning for the future. If he faced a better team, this probably didn't wouldn't have turned out the way it looked. You guys are 3-0, right? 3-0. That's all that matters. That's all that matters to me. Because, I mean, it's not like, okay, now, the, I hear what you're saying that, okay, it did. he didn't, uh, that's probably the worst that he's looked. I will take that worst look game from him than the games I've seen Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback this team. Yeah, and that's why it's so Like, again, like, we're. We've seen bad. <laughs> we've seen really bad. We've seen bad, but I'll say this too: with Brock Purdy, yeah, he up there uh, threw you know some of the some of the passes in the first half did excuse me didn't look right because um, Week Martindale was throwing the Giants were blitzing them nonstop, so he was rushing his passes. Yeah, he went. He didn't really get a good feel of the game until the second half, which the 49ers have shown you that they are a good second half team. They're making, they, they go like, I feel like the first two games, uh, the last, the, the, the previous three, ga- uh, two games, including the Rams and the Giants that they, that they kind of fill you out the first half. They, they'll try, they'll, they'll try to get, they'll, they're able to move the, they're able to move their offense, but, but the most part on both sides of the ball, they try to fill you out and then they go into halftime. They seem to make the uh, the adjustments and come out in the second half and just dominate because that's what they that's what they really did uh, in uh, the last two games. I mean, the Giants the Giants were able to uh, score a touchdown right off the gate uh, in the uh, to start the second half, but the 49ers have done great uh, this uh, this first three games. Yeah. They they have averaged thirty points. By just falling out of the falling out of bed, they haven't even hit their stride yet. The offense hasn't really had that game where everybody's clicking. This offense potentially could score forty plus points against anybody. That they have that type of they have that type of uh, weaponry where when you have Christian McCaffrey running, uh, finding finding good holes to run through. Uh, Brandon Ayuk didn't even play, but when he's when he's healthy, he's going to be a force. Debo Samuel is out here looking like it's a revenge tour for him because he looks in great shape after what he after play, after he admittedly so last year saying he was out of shape. George Kittle had a George Kittle game on prime time where you you saw him having uh, having having a season high in receptions. He had season high in yards, so he was starting to get himself acclimated. Brock Purdy. Through two touchdowns, both the perfect thing was he didn't have any turnovers, and I'll take that. Some of those pass, some of those interceptions that were dropped by the Giants DBs, yeah, it might be a little bit. It might if it was uh, if, if it's Stephon Gilmore of the Cowboys or or Darius Slay of the Eagles, yeah, maybe those are brought in and 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 you don't get that opportunity to correct uh, to correct that mistake. But for for what it's worth, Brock Purdy and the offense have not really turned over the ball. They play they've played pretty much mistake football, mistake free football. They have they're averaging again thirty points. They're averaging thirty points the last six games. You want to date back to uh to to the playoffs. They've scored thirty. They've scored thirty straight uh in six straight games. They have on defense. They have given up only 159 rushing yards through three games, which is the lowest since 1970 for oh, yeah. this team. So they're playing great. So they're playing great defense 
on top of getting support from its offense, which in years past we have seen that what's 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 always been held what's been holding back this team from really making its mark has been the player quarterback. What I like, what you what you can actually see as a 49er fan is that this is probably the most connected that this team has been under Kyle Shanahan because now everybody knows who's the quarterback. There's no more week to week. Oh, is it Jimmy? Is it Brock? Is it Trey? Is it is it uh is it Blaine Gabbert? Is it uh <laughs> is it Mick, Mick, Nick Mullins? It didn't or uh, you know Blaine Gabbert uh. It did not matter who it was. It was seemed like every week we were talking about the quarterback. Now that they know who the quarterback is and they believe it's Brock Purdy, this team is playing. They have one singular focus, and that's to win the Super Bowl. This core, the, the core that in 2019 that lost the Super Bowl is still there. A lot of those guys that lost that that know what it feels like to walk off that field, the confetti coming down, and they're not drinking champagne and holding the trophy are still in that locker room. They feel right now that they're that the way that they're playing, barring injuries, that they can really this is the year that they can really finally put it together and get over the top. And Brock Purdy is the beat to that drum that that, that they're beating to right now. And what I notice with this coaching staff, especially uh, Wilkes, is the first half is there they stay in base, and it's almost like they're baiting you to continue to do what you do. In the second half of the game, it's like it's like watching. It's a fill out pro- a yeah. fill out process. It's like watching a Floyd Mayweather flight fight, to where where they stay they stay in the base. They don't make any adjustments just to see what you do, and they come out in the second half and just suffocate you. And I didn't see it the first two games. The second game, I kind of did see it. I started to see it, but the first game, I did not see it. I'm like, well, why why aren't they? Why isn't he making the first changes? game? The reason why, the reason why you didn't see the first game because they dominated. Because they Pittsburgh. dominated so the last two cool. games. The yeah, yeah. Then they came out the second, and 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 they didn't really have to make changes like you said in the first game. But the the Steelers started to move the ball, and I was like, okay, well, that's that. It didn't matter. Second game, they came out and didn't make any changes in the first half. The 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 Rams just kept hitting. Uh, what's his name? Pupu, Puku, Nakuya. They kept hitting him on the under routes. Puka, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Puka Nakua. <laughs> they kept hitting him on the under routes, and I'm like, Wilkes, make some changes. Came out the second half and just suffocated them. So now I'm seeing then the Giants same situation where they came out, they they got an early score, and it's like wow, they shouldn't be moving the ball. This team's depleted. We should be dominating them. Came out in the second half and completely dominated them. They only had 150 total yards the entire game. So it's scary. This is scary. Brock Purdy didn't look his best. Still had a career high. Defense came out and shut them down. 150 yards. This team looks scary. And if you're Eagles and Cowboys, they lost today to the Cardinals because they couldn't stop the zone run scheme. Oh man, this is just looking scary. The, the Niners look like a really good team in the, in the NFC. If you if you watch today's game and you're still looking at the Niners and you're concerned about this team, you're not really watching football. That's just my opinion. You're not really watching football and you're just being dramatic for no reason. 
That's why, yeah. I mean, the uh, you know the Saints lost. Uh, they ended up letting the Packers come back and win that game. Then uh, you tomorrow night you got the Eagles traveling to Tampa. Two 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 teams that are two and zero. So whoever wins that's going to be three and zero with the uh, with the Niners on top in in on top of the NFC. Now, so if you're Philadelphia, if you're in the NFC, you know you're doing a lot of scoreboard washing because now you know the the Lions went to Detroit and. And 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 the line, uh, excuse me, the Falcons with the Detroit and 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 lost that one. We thought that they were going to, you know, maybe take the next step and show that they are for real. But Detroit stepped up and they're two and one now. And they got a and Thursday night they faced the Packers. Uh, so it's right now. If you're in the NFC, you know, you got to, you know, you're going to do some scoreboard watching because you know that the the competition uh, is, is starting to get better week in and week out. And if you're the 49ers, you just continue to do take care of business because you play the you play the uh, play the Cardinals this Sunday, uh, who who like I said coming off a big win against the Cowboys, and then you face the Cowboys the following week. So if you're the 49ers, the next two weeks are are are, are really uh, a dress rehearsal to showing to the league that you know you are for real. Okay, like. It would have been great that the Cowboys, you know, Matt, and you know, it had been, you know, uh, possibly an undefeated, uh, two teams undefeated uh, on Sunday night uh, for that uh, for that game. But Niners just take care of their own business. As long as they take care of their own business, they still ha- they stay healthy. They're going to achieve the they're going to achieve what they've been wanting to achieve for for quite some time, and that's winning a Super Bowl. So, again, the way that the NFC is shaping up, um, the the Seahawks uh, won today. Um, so they they like they're they're going to be the, like along with the Rams are two chief competitions for the 49ers in the division. So uh, again, the 49ers are playing well. They're like they, they are as healthy as they possibly can. I mean, outside of Debo having a little scare uh, on Thursday night, um, I think he got the win. Not had it. Had, like he got he's got bruised now. ribs. That's what that is. Bruised ribs. Yeah, he uh, oh, that it was. Uh, yeah, he's sore than anything. There's no he had MRI. There's no breaks or anything. He's just sore as hell. That's why, if you look at it, the Niners could possibly potentially have three uh, bye weeks. Like you just played on Thursday night, so it's almost like a mini bye week now because you didn't have to play this week. You saw, you know, you were able to sit back and watch your competition play and and, and try to improve themselves. And then you know, uh, the middle of the season, you have your bye week, and then. Who knows? You look up at the end of the year, you have the best record in the NFC. What comes with it? A first round bye. So the Niners, if they play their cards right, continue to stay as healthy as possible and be able to reach these bye weeks, uh, they're going to be in great shape. So it's just a matter of just staying healthy with this team. Do you see anybody, the Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, do you see them as having any legit chance of keeping up in this division race? Based on how the the yeah um, yeah um, you know you look at the Rams. I mean they, they. I mean it was the first division game of the season, but the Rams have always played you tough, even though you won nine straight. The Seahawks are always going to play you tough. Um, the Cardinals, I just think with them is that they're a wild card because they, you know, you don't know if they want to lose, but they show you that they want that they they'll they will uh, win a game, but. That team's not to me. I don't see them as a playoff contender. Um, I mean, the Cardinals could be honestly. If you really want to uh, step back, the Cardinals could easily be three and zero. 
That's what I was going to tell you. They lost a tough one. They're a couple of breaks away from Yeah, I mean, they could easily, yeah. They're a couple of breaks away from being 3-0 with Josh Dobbs, with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. But uh, it's, to me, I I still, like, we'll we'll get a better sense of them when the Niners play, uh, play them next week. But I, 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 to me, I still believe the Cardinals are probably no more than a five, maybe six win team. Um, to be honest with you, they just don't have, you know, they're 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 still re- in a rebuilding mode. Um, you know, there's still a decision to be made about uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, so to me, I think really with the Niners again, the, the, your division games are always going to be your toughest. But the way that the Cardinals look. Um, I think the 49ers will have their hands full, but I don't expect them to lose to the Cardinals at all this year. Yeah. I really don't. Like the Cardinals are going to be tough, but I expect I truly expect the 49ers to uh to continue to to not make the mistakes that the Cowboys made by taking that team lightly. Because I think that honest to be really with you, uh, to be quite honest with you, I think that, that the Cowboys overlooked um the Cardinals, because I mean, they do have—I uh, believe they have New England at home and then San Francisco. But I just think that the Cardinal, uh, that the Cowboys felt like that they were that clearly they were the better team, and they overlooked them, uh, and they and they got caught and they in and, and they got caught with their pants down. And, and sure enough, the Cardinals up there showed you that you know it is any given Sunday, but you know the 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 Cowboys just to me just didn't show up. They just they just allowed the Cardinals to, yeah. to do whatever they want to them, and uh, and steal that win and steal the game from them. The Cardinals remind me a lot of the 2018 Niners. I don't know if you remember that team, but they they were in a they were bad, but they were in a lot of games. I think they they were in maybe ten games with that were two three points or less, and they they lost a fair share of them. Mm. And they ended up getting Bosa. Right. That no, that, that, that. Yeah. But that team was. was that was bad. the. Uh, they, yeah, they, that they was. Competitive. They were very competitive. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's why the Car- the Cardinals are going to be competitive. But to me, again, they're not going to be. They're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be in a lot of games. But I. But they're going to be one of. It's going to be a lot of those games where they lose by one or two possessions. Yeah. They're like they're going to have a lot of those games because again, the team is relatively still young. You have a young, you have a uh, first year head coach, a first year uh, defensive coordinator, uh, first year offensive coordinator. So that whole you know the whole staff is really uh, it's going it's going to take some time to really get their uh, pro, you know to really implement their program into that uh, organization. Right, right. All right, let me branch off a little bit. Um... I just want to talk about this because I have this guy on my fantasy team and it's really concerning to watch because this is three weeks in a row where it just looked horrible, horrible. And I don't know what to do. I have two as a quarterback, but this, but the, the Chicago bears, man, I drafted Justin Fields in, in the fifth round and I'm be- I've already benched him. What are the bears doing, man? That was your fir- that was your first mistake right there. Um, <laughs> Dropped him in the fifth round. But I'm, I was going off. Not sure for the, that was your first last, mistake right the last there. Last five games or six games of season, he re- he looked really dynamic. He was running the ball. He, he I think he averaged like okay. five points a game the last five games. So I'm like, okay, cool. 
All right. I did and, supplement that by drafting Tua in the ninth round, and Tua is looking like the MVP of the league. So I knew that that was maybe a reach to take him there, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. This looks bad. Like, he's not even running the ball now. That's because he that's, – that's because they want you – know, they, well, the the coaches want him to win from the to try to win from the pocket, but also defenses defenses uh, defensive lines are actually squeezing the pocket more for him. So they're they're telling him he's got he has to stay in the pocket. That's why you don't really see him run anymore because uh, defensive ends are not running uphill uh, upfield to him no more. They're staying back. They're just kind of they're they're collapsing the line. So he has nowhere to go. Matter of fact, if you go back and look at the Tampa Bay game, and that's the game where he just had uh he just had clean he had clean he had a clean pocket to throw from seemed like in the entire game, but he just never did. I just think I just think he's do he's thinking a lot and the 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 coaches are putting on a lot of it putting a lot on his plate. And I just think that the I just think that Justin Fields is not is it's definitely having a uh, is a regression is is, is taking a, uh, a step back is definitely um he, they 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 gave him the, they gave him uh weapons uh Chase Claypool to me is I don't know what the hell's going on with him anymore but DJ Moore they're they're they're, they're totally not using him uh right Cole Komet is a very soft tight end that you just paid money to like yeah you like they like he's got some he's got some you know some weapons but i just think that with 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 the way that the that the uh the bears are um you know the the, the way that the bears have are play or, you know want to play uh offensively it just doesn't seem like it's going well it's going to go well for uh for uh justin fields uh long term there who so who are you blaming so do you think it's the coach's fault or justin fields because watching the all I watched all twenty two of the. Th- it's a collection of both. Yeah, because he had a lot of old it's, receivers. It's not no, it's no. You're right. I mean, a part you know there is a good part that it's um a good you know a good a good uh, a good portion of it is on fields because when he you know when you got a guy open you just got get just get rid of the ball yeah. just throw the ball you know let, you know throw with some confidence and I think also with the Bears coaches you gotta think about it this. Like, I mean, it just seems like they are doing, you know, they're they're, they're pulling at their grass match straws to get a win. They're trying to get a win. Um, so then maybe the coaches are trying to are over coaching um uh, because they are they, you know, they're they're in search of, a, of their first win. Um there there is a lot, you know, there there's a lot of blame to go around. Um I mean Ryan, but they but 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 what but what we also need to uh realize is that General Manager Ryan Poles didn't draft Justin Fields, so, so this is a sabotage? you can. No, I'm not going to say if so far as that's 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 a, that's that's a stretch to say that <laughs> that a general manager is, is 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 actually sabotaging his team because if you if he was sabotaging his team, he wouldn't have tried to put some playmakers around his quarterback to see what he has. Right in his quarterback before he in, in in the quarterback before he thinks about drafting his guy because he could have gone in because he could have drafted um, a quarterback at two uh, but he said you know what we're gonna hold back 
and we're going to take that. We're going to we're going to end up uh, taking the uh, the number one pick and trade it for uh, for DJ Jones and take and take uh, or excuse me, uh, DJ what was it? DJ, DJ Moore, excuse DJ me, DJ Moore, yeah, and DJ Moore, DJ Moore, and then next year we we're, we're going to get Carolina's first round pick along with ours. You know, the Bears are like, if we're bad, we're going to have two, possibly two top five picks because Carolina right now looks like it's going to, uh, it's definitely is is going to be picking in the top ten uh, the way that the way that it's going uh, this year. So, if I'm Ryan Poles, you definitely wanted to see what do you have in your uh, in the quarterback that you did not draft. But you said, you know what? I'm going to give him a shot. We're going to try to put some playmakers around him. If it doesn't work, no one's going to look at you that you know wrong that you came off of a uh, you came off the quarterback because again, you did not draft him. Right. That's yeah. easy. It's easy. It's an easy sell. It's an easy sell to the fan base. We didn't draft this kid. We don't. We don't have no ties to him. Matter of fact. That's what the that's what the Titans are on with uh, Malik Willis and uh, and Will Levis. This new this new uh, regime they didn't draft Malik Willis. Right. They have no ties to him, so like they they went ahead and drafted uh, Will Levis, a guy that they feel that could take over for uh, for Ryan Tannehill. Okay, when 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 they don't when they are not going to give him a new contract. So again, it like that's the problem with Justin Fields is the fact that. This or this regime didn't draft him, and he's not playing good to warrant them to keep him around and just build around him. They're not like he's not playing well to even to show that he that 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 he could be a long term answer, and that and 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 that's and that's and that's sad because he's going to probably be one of these quarterbacks that get, that bounces around from Lily. Because if you look at it, teams are quick to come off of guys. The 49ers realizing that, okay, Trey Lance is not working out. We have to move on. You know, we're going to just want to just bite the bullet. We're going to move on. Even though we do have, you know, we, we, you know, we did draft Brock Purdy, which has been, is, which is looking like a godsend to him right now for them to make, to justifiably move off of uh, Lance. But with the Bears, they have, uh, they have a they, they have a rookie quarterback on their, uh, as a backup in, uh, I believe it's who is it, uh, Tyler, uh, that Bagnet, he 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 played so well in, in preseason that they were willing. They moved off of PJ Walker, who they gave guaranteed money to uh, this offseason to be uh, Justin Fields' backup. So if Justin Fields, like, if if they lose the Broncos at home next week, yeah. after with the Broncos experience, then you're going to probably really think about maybe sitting down Justin Fields. And maybe go with a, in a different direction just to get a different spark. Because sometimes, you know, when you're when you're a winless team, you got to figure out something that's going to turn something around. And and it may suck that that you have to bench Je- uh, uh, Justin Fields for another quarterback who comes in and wins. Um, but guys just want to win games, and they don't care who's under center. Just win. Just just start getting some wins because right now the morale. In Chicago is is, is at all time low. You had a you had a defensive coordinator uh, you mysteriously resigned under under uh, under shady uh, yeah. situation. Um, I'll let that. You work had a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment 
Yeah, I let that you got a, right. You had a hundred thousand dollars worth weird. of equipment stolen. Yeah, so they've had yeah. So it's been a weird week for the Bears, and it's continued to be weird because now they got absolutely boat rights by the uh, by the world champs today. So they're trying. They're, right now, the Bears are figuring out you know where to go to next because right now it doesn't look like that uh, they have any. Um, there's no positive. There's no positive direction they're going in right now. And they they released uh, Nathan Peterman this this week, so they only have the the undrafted rookie as the backup. They only have two quarterbacks on this roster. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why if I'm Justin Fields, if I don't beat if I don't beat the Broncos this week, I really think if I'm if I'm Matt Eberflus, I'm seriously thinking about possibly benching him just just to sit him down, just to sit him down to just to get a spark because you at this point you need wins. You need, you need to win if you're a head coach. You just need to find a way to get off the schneid because it's not going to get any easier for the Bears because their schedule, their equipment schedule is going to get it's going to get even more brutal. Yeah, that game is the game of the week, and when I say week, I mean W E A K. That that those are two franchises that are spiraling <laughs> right now because the Broncos were supposed to be. A team that we expected to have a, a turnaround, at least some type of turnaround. They just got boat raced seventy to twenty. So they they're not sure. They're, yeah, they're they're like yeah, they have to win. But the, with the with the we weren't expecting the Broncos to be winless at this point. We expected no. them to, that, that's yeah, of course the rebuilding, but we didn't expect them to be winless at this point. No way. Not winless, and especially not getting beat like they got beat today. That was embarrassing. I've never seen anything mm-hmm. like that before in my life. Not like that. That was that was crazy. I was yep. sitting back just watching that game. Like, are they gonna fight back at any point? Because it wasn't like Tua was just throwing it all over the field. They were getting just ran on, and that just that's a testament to effort. At you some point, on, it- that's effort. That is, and like I said, if you are if you are a Denver Broncos defender, at some point you got to take some. There's got to be some pride in there. Like I would have just taken a fifteen yarder. I mean, I mean, right. you're just you're getting you're getting absolutely just just embarrassed on television. And the thing is, too, CBS couldn't even go to a different uh, a more competitive game. Like you had to sit there and eat that game if you're uh, if you're watching it because. Uh, th- like that was their standalone, um, their standalone game because Fox had the double header. Right. So CBS had one game on nationally, so there was no way that the, you know they're going to cut to another game. That, so that's why it was crazy to me when I looked up and it was thirty five thirteen at halftime. I'm thinking like, okay, maybe they're gonna you know they're gonna switch to it, but I'm like, oh, that's right, they can't because this is the stand uh, the CBS standalone. So so you you know if you're a Broncos fan, you, if you're a color, how about this? If you're a Colorado sports fan, oh you took God. it in the teeth this weekend oh because if both your 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 college football team went up to Eugene and got boat raced. Your pro team went down to Southern uh, South Florida and got their doors absolutely blown open by a by a team that by a by a Dolphins team that just made it look like it was just easy. They were doing conga line uh, celebrations. <laughs> I was here at Miami Sound Machine uh, 
music playing Gloria Estefan was out there, uh, was, was blaring. Like, they were, every time CBS was going to commercial, after every after every uh, dolphin score, it was something uh, contributed to, uh, to 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 South Florida. Something something that something that reminded you of how of of how dominant the dolphins uh, uh, were, and 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 the Broncos just could not do. There was nothing that they could do. I mean, everyone's coming down Russell Wilson's road, uh, but. I mean, the offense today clearly, clearly today was not the it was not the offense's uh, fault that they ended up just got there just just their manhoods just just taken away from them today. The defense was again. This was this was the only this was the first game in NFL history where they had five five touchdowns running and five touchdowns passing. Uh, an offense did that for the Dolphins. Uh, they scored ten touchdowns in 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 just crazy ways. The 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 the, the fake the, the the blind handoff uh, that 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 they that they were uh, that the Broncos score. Excuse they me, did that the Dolphins twice. score. They were just and, and that's what I'm saying. They were just doing. They were just making. They were just making plays. Just look routine. That they can trick plays with routine, and the Broncos just didn't have no answer at all. You got to blame this on the Nuggets. The way the Nuggets did the Heat in the finals, this is just payback. You got to blame it on the Nuggets, man. Because that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> that was wild. They didn't have to do the Broncos like that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any more takeaways from this week in, uh, in football? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Do you have any more takeaways from this week in football? Oh, um, well, I, this is the only thing I had. Uh, this is the only the only takeaway that I that I think will encompass that can tie a nice bow over football. Week three was the week where it just seemed like everybody was going to get their asses handed to them. Like it, there was a lot of high scoring game, like. There was a lot of dominating performances this week. Like the Niners winning thirty to twelve, they fell out of bed. Like I said, falling out of bed, scoring thirty points without breaking a sweat. Okay, but you've got the Kansas City Chiefs putting up forty before almost before halftime right. against the uh, against the Bears. Um, we, we we I mean we can't I mean we, like. The seventy to twenty score by the Dolphins—that's self-explanatory. That was just a beatdown. The Jags, the Jags got getting boat raced by 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 Houston Texans team that all of a sudden now shares first place with everybody in the AFC South. The 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 the, the, the Titans go up to Cleveland and got their asses handed to them. Um, you know, like it was just week three was just a was, was the week where. You were either blowing a team out, or you were getting blown out. That it was no, it was no, it, it was no middle ground. Uh, the Cowboys, outside of maybe the Cowboy in a Cardinal game, but that was a uh, that was the upset. Um, so overall, I thought Week Three was the week where it just got you know if you you know teams that uh, continue to dominate. Look at New England; they 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 extended their uh, their win streak over uh, over the Jets to 15 straight. 
with a 15 to 10 win uh to to emphasize that so um so yeah i thought like just week three that you know well we, we got a double header tomorrow night on monday night we're all uh monday night raw monday night football <laughs> i mean thinking about foot, uh wrestling already <laughs> um they uh we got a double header tomorrow night so i mean we got so there's gonna be more uh more good football because i mean like i said you got bronc you got uh bucks in uh hosting the eagles uh two teams that are undefeated in, in, in the nightcap you got the uh, rams and the Bengals, who most likely will probably be playing without joe burrow um against a rams team that uh that all of a sudden looks surprisingly uh competitive right so it's it was it was a cool it was a good uh it was a it was a good uh week three if you were um if you were the teams winning because if you were the teams losing you were losing by a lot yeah that's what it was jesus and one last thing man kevin o'connell my guy Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins, you guys need to get it together because the way that game ended was embarrassing. You should have had a play called and either spike the ball or call the play. That game shouldn't have ended that way. That was too exciting of a game for the game to end that way. And I don't like what they're doing up there in uh, Minnesota. So I'll end it with that. Week four should be an exciting <laughs> week. We can uh, That's right. tap back in week four. See, we got there next week. We also have basketball starting. So that should be fun. That should be fun to talk about. And we'll lock back in next week, guys. I think we, we can wrap it up right there. All right, now. All right, this is the Shooter Shoe Show. I'm the boy DC. I'm Joe Hawks. And I'm best dressed for yeah. yeah, tiny 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 Critics saying that I lost the plot Principles, yeah, I'd rather not Messi about to come in hot Dot, uh, we gon' fuck up the world Excuse me, but it's that your girl Didn't mean to possess your girl Baby, I'm high profile Don't ever tell them you met me, girl They gon' think that you read me, girl 5'7", I'm messy, girl I'ma pass you to Neymar He got time for your bestie, girl Niggas know that I'm best dressed Too high profile to access I ain't even got a fact check All I'm wearing is Wells Barn I'm feeling good, I might wear no Matter of fact, let's stay platonic I just